0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Leaving My Mark podcast. Today, the guest is Michael. Say hello to everybody, Michael.
1: Hey, guys. Thank you, Mark, for having me today. It's going to be an awesome podcast.
0: Well, thank you for filling in in an emergency circumstance. And also, thank you to everybody who listened to the first episode. Way more people listened to it than I ever thought would. I said, if more than one person listened to it, it's a success. It's definitely a success, and thank you to everybody who listened to it, and thank you for all the great feedback and advice for this episode. Really appreciate it, and thank you again. It's not out on Apple Podcasts yet, as of the recording date, which is on Sunday, almost a week after hosting the first episode, Uh, but it usually takes about that long because Apple's slow. But thank you for listening, and thank you for the feedback. Keep it coming, and I really, really appreciate it. I never thought people would actually listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing today?
1: Pretty good, Mark. I'm doing better now that you're here. Wow, yeah. oh,
0: wow, that makes yeah, me that makes me all warm <laughs> and fuzzy inside.
1: It should, Mark. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, just getting through quarantine and basically just been working online and getting through it.
0: Oh, huh, good yeah. for you, man. Good, good yeah. for you. I I like to go to the park. The park is not open anymore
1: so i would i would love to go to the park i would love to do so many things mark you have no idea (laughs) i would like to go snorkeling when this is over oh yes Uh, yes that'd be the one thing that i've actually had planned before this is to go snorkeling so i want to go do that also i just want to go do a bunch of the activities like rock climbing again where do you Um, rock climb uh extreme rock climbing down in kendall also i go to project rock up in for wow
0: Okay, I yeah. was gonna say Florida's not famous for its mountains. No, yeah, we, we have a we have
1: we have a hill in uh in tropical. That's our mountain. Yeah,
0: right. It's
1: the highest peak in all of Miami. Yeah, not
0: you exactly can almost see you ever the, the park from it.
1: It's so. Yeah. High. um, yeah, we're not. We don't have very very nice high peaks, but indoor rock climbing is mainly what I do. I'm not gonna try to drive to Georgia.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: To go like not even it the mountains there aren't even like made that well for for rock climbing. They have like bouldering ones, so they have like these giant. Boulders and like rocks that you can like climb without any ropes, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and they have like whole parks dedicated for this. So I mean, if you want to go like rock climbing, rock climbing, you got to go up a little bit more like North Carolina. Interesting.
0: Um, Why would you rock climb without ropes in the first place? So that's my question.
1: No, it's okay. So like that's a smaller rock.
0: So you know, so like are you gonna fall to your death when you get to the top? No, you're
1: not gonna fall to your death. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, if you do fall funny, you might break your arm. That has happened in, like, actual, like, rock climbing gym, where the person just Gah! snaps it right off. Nice. Yeah, okay, if for anybody that wants to go bouldering, that's not going to happen. No, 99% every- <laughs> Yeah, you just convinced me not for- to do it. No, okay, Mark,
0: you have a, you have a, you have a history
1: with falling rock.
0: That's true, I do. <laughs> but that's besides the point.
1: <laughs> no, but I think you like it. I think, I think you would.
0: I did rock climbing right. on a cruise once. That was fun. I got to the top... And I was surprised they got to the top. And that's my history of rock climbing. Okay, the, the history is going to grow a little bit more
1: after this quarantine is over.
0: All right, well, I'm excited to break my arm. Let's go. No.
1: <laughs> Are you ready for the
0: legs now? <laughs> yeah, the arms is next. I can't, you know, I can't just mess up my legs. I got to keep it equal.
1: <laughs> uh, please don't say that, Mark. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I oh. which reminds me of something. How did we meet exactly? Because I have no recollection of this. At all. I just remember you appearing one day and then have you ever heard that.
1: Have you ever heard of the term the diffusion? Yeah, when something like fuses into like something else, you know, like when like in a bio,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right, is when like water and salt, right? So like things when the salt starts to move towards the water.
0: Oh, okay. I see. Uh,
1: yeah, so it moves through a memory. That's basically what happened with me. I have no idea how, the, how I got to the group. <laughs> I, I, I even asked you, I, I was like, Mark, how, how did I get to the group? Because I tried thinking about that all day yesterday. After hearing your podcast, and I was like, I have no idea how I met anybody. I just showed up. I, I was like, hey, one one day I was there.
0: Yeah, that I think that's that's exactly how I remember it. I started hanging out more junior year, and then, I don't know, I think one day you just were there. I, I don't Mark, know. I, I was
1: like the iceberg in Titanic. I just showed up there, <laughs> and I wrecked it up. That's, that's how
0: well we all didn't die so no we all
1: didn't die okay so i'm I'm like the iceberg that was nice you know you were
0: a nice iceberg
1: yeah you guys just broke right through me but (laughs) but i think it all came together though with like the group i think eating in the cafeteria
0: yeah yeah at some point we all started eating together at the same table
1: yeah but then the table was like there was too many people for that table
0: yeah and we expanded yeah we got a whole classroom (laughs) yeah oh yeah that's right yeah
1: and I remember in that classroom, you, world star, world star. And Sullivan oh, was yeah. like, stop, stop. So I think he was scared of cameras being, getting caught on camera because he probably wants it somewhere else in like the country.
0: Yeah, um, that was funny.
1: Uh, oh my gosh, that guy that guy was crazy. I remember, remember we had the classroom all for ourselves like the rest of the year.
0: Yes, yes, we did. That was great. I think that was junior yeah. year because then senior year, I don't think we were able to eat in class. Yeah, that
1: was, that was junior because senior year Sullivan got kicked out of school.
0: Okay, yeah, that makes sense. No wonder he didn't want to have the camera in the classroom. Uh, Yes, exactly. A little foreshadowing.
1: (laughs) Uh, Wait, so that's how we met.
0: (laughs) Well, before we started recording, it was brought to my attention, and we need to address this matter. There's something about you and relationship with bears. What is this? Can you explain this to me? You
1: know, so the background to this is like, so that was my first year going to running camp okay um in, in ocala so basically like it's three schools and they take the cross-country teams up there okay Throughout that week we have the first day the second we get off the bus we do an 11 mile run in the woods okay um and then like basically throughout the whole week we're doing two runs a day you know it's basically three to six miles each then in, like in between we're also doing like activities you know going like springs up north oh that sounds like um, fun north, yeah it, it is super fun it's beautiful too you get to see a bunch of the wilderness up there and at the same time too you know we go paintballing and stuff like that going like, two Ooh. years yes and not just not just any paintballing, dude wayne's world of paintball dude wayne's world of paintball if anybody is up in ocala go check that place out it has like a couple acres of land and it has like whole towns really yes okay yeah, they even have like a tower they have a helicopter out there it's interesting crazy. yeah so you're doing all these great these great things out there and um on the in the first year that i went because i went two years mm-hmm. I went my junior and i went my senior the first year right i think it was mid stay. no no early the first day the second day we were there one of my teammates he w- he went to go show us where the previous year him and two of the guys yeah a bonfire out in the woods so he went to go show us show us a spot. You know, right. So we go down, you know, like 800 meters down the road. And then we go into, like, this little trail that goes into, like, the woods. And then it leads, like, into the lake, Okay. you know, and there's parking and all that stuff. So they had it on, like, concrete. And he showed us, he was showing us where he and these guys had this fire. And he was telling us a story about how, when they were having this fire and crap, and then this truck starts coming down the road, Okay. you know, and, and keep in mind, this is, like, 12 a.m., like, <laughs> or, like, 2 a.m., where these guys are having this bonfire. Uh-huh. So, get, so they they turn off the fire and sh- they hide in the in the woods, and then, and then like, the truck parks. Right? And it's this guy and this girl, and, and then they're doing their thing, right? And then these three guys, right? And so they're watching this app. We're, we're looking down the road, right? Uh-huh. And then from the trees, we see this black thing just pop up. Oh, boy. You know? And, and then we're, I'm looking, like, the things that go through your mind, dude, because we're from Miami. We don't see bears here, you know? It's no. like, you're not you're not expecting to see a bear, you know? So we're looking down, right? The first thing that goes through my head, and this is all going, like, in slow motion, mm-hmm. is, that's a big fucking dog. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like I'm not expecting to see a bear. I granted, like I'm in Ocala National Forest where there's a bunch of signs, right? Like there's a bu- like in certain areas where there's a bunch of bears, black bears, thank God. But like I'm so looking at right. you never it, right?
0: expect I... to see a bear in the forest. That's just
1: no. No, I mean I'm sorry that you know I'm out there. You know, I, like every time I've been in the forest, I've only seen a bear once, and I was in the Everglades once, when I, we were driving by. There's bears that... in the Everglades? Yes, there are. Oh my gosh! <laughs> now you know, we're looking and it's looking at us, and then like we're all lined up. So there's six of us. Mm-hmm. out there, right? So Fabian's the one all the way at the end to my right and then I'm, there's only one person next to me on my left and there's four more and then next in between me and Fabian, right? And then all you see is Fabian say, this! And just bolt off and like a stampede, we all start one by one running off. <laughs> and I'm looking back because the, the other guy, Karma, like he, on my left, the guy didn't leave. He wanted to walk towards the damn thing, you know, so I'm running, I'm telling him, yo, why? Fuck, fuck, fuck. I don't know, I don't know. And, 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 and like I told him, hey, th- Get over it. Let's go, bro. And I, I, at one point, he wasn't leaving, so I just left him. I was like, you're going to kill anybody, it's going to kill you. <laughs> so, and I'm running with the other guys. And <laughs> the majority of us are laughing, except for Fabian. Fabian's, like, crabbing his pants, you know? <laughs> and, and, and then, like, we realized, because the trail that we came on kind of candy canes around the area where the cu- the bear kind of was. Okay. You know, like, the the, the landing between the trail and where the road was, where the bear was, is let's say 200 meters, a bear could cover that so quickly yeah if it wanted to you know and we we don't even know if it's actually chasing us or coming behind us, you know we're just looking we're laughing the majority of us i feel like you would know if it was coming behind you i mean the stories you hear but the good thing is by the time we reached the road nothing was following us we just freaked out that is very good yeah and then at the same time you know the more you think about it like we're lucky that it was a black bear not a grizzly bear because that story would have been different I would have been telling you how I saw a friend getting mauled by a bear. <laughs> um. So yeah, that happened, and then it was also right after this year had already passed the mm-hmm. first year. I had actually gotten lost on one of the trail runs by myself, uh-huh. and this was the 11 mile run, so it was a pretty large trail. It mm-hmm. kind of that trail basically looked like an infinity sign, a weird infinity sign. Okay. You what the whole time you're running in these trails, you're looking for little like markers mm-hmm. on a tree depending on the trail you're on so if you have to say you're on the yellow trail you're looking for a yellow marker right let's say on the blue trail you're looking for a blue marker makes sense so i had died out come mile like seven or eight so then i, I tried keeping up with another group the yeah and i just i was so dead um then i'm on the blue trail by myself mm-hmm. i'm like i'm like dying you know my pace is deplorable and then i'm there by myself and when you're out in the woods by yourself you know it's you start hearing noises man of like, course. you start hearing, like, little from the trees, you know, the wind's blowing. You know, you're out there by yourself. And then, like, the, and it basically, the, the trail, so, like, it not well-kept. So, there's certain areas where you think you're not on the trail anymore, but yeah. yet you are. And then there's certain areas where the trail, like, the bushes get, like, start touching you. um and, and when we were out there, too, when I was with the group, we saw deer and, you know. So, basically, let's go back to when I got lost. Yeah. You know, I'm out there getting lost, like, and I'm keeping track of my pace and, like, the amount of time I've been out there. Because I only have a stopwatch. So, I have a stopwatch. I'm looking at the time. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm going at this certain pace. I should reach this next mile at this amount of time. But then I hit a point in the trail mm-hmm. where it diverges. There's two ways for it to go. I take the left okay. because I see blue markers going that way. And I hit that area and it was a bunch of trees cut down with a bunch of blue markers that people, you know, like when they cut trees, you know, they put like markers on them to know. Yeah, them. yeah. And it, they put a bunch of blue ones on that. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I was so disoriented because of how tired and the dehydrated it was. Yeah. And I, I was like, dude, I don't know, what do. and I started like kind of backtracking a bit to make sure I was on the blue trail. I was,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then I fo- went forward a bit, a little bit of time, and I was like, okay, like, I'm gonna go down this tra- this this trail, 10 minutes. Let me go see how far I can get, right? If anything, you know. And then I, I kept trying that for different trails, with no success. And at one point, I just started yelling the school names to see if anybody yeah. hears me. Hey! You know, somebody, you know, because I'm out there, I don't know where I am.
2: Yeah, okay,
1: you know, I'm like a couple hundred miles from my house in Miami, and then I did hit just like sort of cabin, like sort of house looking area,
2: mm-hmm. right?
1: And I could, I, I thought about jumping the fence because I knew somebody was in the house, but at the same time, when I if I knew if I jumped that fence, I was gonna get shot for trespassing, right? So I wasn't gonna do that. So then I hit an area where like I jumped this like gate
2: mm-hmm. and
1: I ended up in like a neighborhood, I ended up like in a nice neighborhood, and I was like, oh,
2: there you
1: go, yeah, and then I started running through that neighborhood and I see people, so I'm like, okay, there's hope. Look at, mi- at minimum, I could just call the humans. cops. Yeah, humans, right? Not animals. That was another thing I was scared about. Is like, get, like a bear interaction in, while I was alone in the woods. Uh huh. You know, or because I was like, oh, but I, with all the yelling I was doing, I was like, look, I scared that thing off. The thing is gone. Um, I was more scared of people while I was out there. <laughs>
0: that's probably appropriate.
1: That was, yeah, that was that's pretty scary. You see like, this guy with a chainsaw, you know, some of that. That's exactly how
0: horror movies start.
1: Exactly. And then I, I ended up hearing the road, the main road right and i was like and i was there's no way that's not the road we came on because they told me if i get lost in those woods i'm gonna be lost i know that that's the road i started instead of going left on the road um i went right i went deeper into the woods because i knew or my trail had to be deeper in the woods um i also started trying to wave down cars but that's not very successful when you're not wearing a shirt yeah you don't have, you're wearing these shorts, <laughs> these running shorts and you're all sweaty you're covered in spider webs from going through the trees you're covered in dirt leaves and crap
0: I can see how that uh, discourages people yeah
1: that, that really stopped something some, a motorcyclist almost stopped he was like psych and he left um so then i started going down the road and actually i saw this van that looked like one of the vans we came in uh-huh. and then i waved it down and it was actually the ral team
0: oh there you go
1: but the worst part wasn't getting lost the worst part was the hour drive to get back to where the camp was because they didn't have any water in that car. So granted, Ooh. I've been running for like two or three hours, right? So two hours, two and a half hours, and like I don't know what the mileage was, right? But that's enough time to be out there, dude. I have no water. Like the most water I had was like a little, like like what's left in the cup, you know? that This girl gave me. Yeah. Um, and I'm there, and I'm also in the van, like I'm checking myself for ticks. So then, like once that like, we got back, it was like, dude, I'm like dehydrated, I'm like dying. I'm like, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm really hot too. Like I, I feel like maybe a little bit overheated, but not. it took them a while to get the keys for the cabins, right? And the water was inside the cabins, right? Like the, <laughs> the dra- yeah. So everything was against me. So then I went into this little bar that's right next to where the cabins were, and I'm, dude, it's like I walked in there, the the amount of like smoke and nicotine that hit me in the face was like a smack <laughs> to my face, dude. It was horrible. Oof. Horrible. The water, after they gave me the water, it tasted like smoke. It tasted like I just oh, slurped up a cigarette. Nice. Oh, my God. It was horrible. But it, it tasted delicious. Like, I mean, after you haven't had water for, like, three hours or Oh, more, I'm sure
0: that probably was the best sip of water you ever had in Oh, your my entire God. Life. <laughs> it was amazing.
1: It was amazing.
0: Though. And no bears made their appearance. No more
1: no more bears. Than God. Well, granted, okay, so there was another area where this area was high density bears and one of my teammates said he saw a deer running full blast Oof. not too far from it and you know when a de- a deers normally don't run like full blast unless they're getting chased yeah i can guarantee you there was probably a bear a couple bears in that area but besides
0: that it was pretty good man you know it's pretty <laughs> fun Oh, well, i'm sure the bear made you things more even more exciting
1: oh thank you. yeah i know i did freaking that, that was a funny laugh dude what we happened kept going to the back.
0: guy that stayed behind oh okay so basically what happened to him he caught up with
1: us uh-huh he, he was like yo it didn't it didn't do anything it just stayed looking at us
0: <laughs> you know
1: <laughs> like i mean uh, granted we saw a lot more bears after that too like there was um one night we were we went to go throw out the trash mm-hmm. right and the trash was fine the next day we came the next morning before we left yeah we went to go throw out the trash and the ba- a bear had ripped out the plastic cover uh, the side cover. It's one of those really large industrial trash cans for, like, the yeah. whole community. And it ripped out the opening where you can dump the trash. Jeez. You know, so you don't have to go all the way up. Yeah, it ripped it out, and it was it got all the trash out to eat. That bear was hungry. Yeah, no. No, that's not fun. Well, granted, okay, so there was another, <laughs> there was another
0: bear. Jeez, man.
1: Yeah, I know. No, okay, so we saw okay, one of so the Okay, I'm never
0: going to the woods with you. Because you're no, going to a bear up here. You're like... No,
1: dude. Oh, my God. We saw... Okay, so there was this one. We were running on this trail... Because we had woken up late, uh, so we missed the main group. So we went on this trail like a mile down the road. Basically, when we were on the way back, we saw a bunch of deer bolt across the road. And then we see this giant black thing bolt af- across the road. We were like, oh, damn. And, and I had actually told my girl, I was like, maybe we should turn it back a little bit sooner. Because <laughs> when we saw that thing just bolt across the road, it was big too. That was, that was bigger than the one we saw. So those are my experiences out in, in the woods.
0: All right, well, I'm not going to the woods with you. I don't want to see uh, bears. I'm good.
1: Hey, the springs are nice though. The springs are really nice. Oh,
0: I'm sure. I've been hiking actually up in Georgia before, and it was beautiful. You know, being in the woods and the nature, and hear the streams flowing. It's very nice. Yeah,
1: I've been up in North Carolina. That was the that was really nice too because I like the the thing the thing I like about going up north for the woods is that, like
2: mm-hmm.
1: everything's a higher elevation. Yeah. You know, so you get to see more things, and like the waterfalls that are up there is beautiful, beautiful. So Mark, when we're planning our trip,
0: um. Eventually. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) When we can actually move out of the house and do things. No, yeah. No, let's go now. There's no people out of there in the woods. That is true, but that probably means there's more bears. And knowing you, there's there's definitely going to be a bear sighting. But that brings me to something that I wanted to talk to you about. What do you think you would like to know in the past that you know now? Don't
1: run from a bear.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it didn't work out bad for you. You're here yeah because it was a podcast, black bear so oh my god it. imagine
1: a freaking brown bear or grizzly bear that would not end up oh. the best thing for anybody listening when you see a bear is hold your ground hold your ground make noise you know that's what
0: i hear make noise
1: that's that's another thing we did when we were out there when we went back out to the, the same area where we saw that bear the next year, was we made a lot of noise
0: i hear that works too with people if they walk up to you and you just make a bunch of noise and sc- I hear they walk away too.
1: Yeah, they walk away. They walk <laughs> away with fear. Lots of fear. They're like, oh, I'm not going to deal with this guy. So it's effective for uh, many, many things.
0: It's a very good technique as a general yeah. rule. If you want something or somebody to go away, scream and make noise. That'll yeah, work don't, don't run time. from a bear. Okay, so aside from your bear story, what do you yeah. wish you would have known in the past uh, that you know now? So I wish, I wish I would have known
1: like take things less seriously honestly don't give a crap sometimes like on certain things like you, you can't you put an amount of care into things but don't put so much pressure on yourself you know to the point that you can't mm-hmm. even work work effectively you know right you know sometimes you just have to have to get like have the confidence in yourself just to go forward and do stuff you know what i mean don't be scared to like present don't be scared to move forward don't be scared to try new things don't be scared to you know just walk away sometimes don't be scared to you know leave your pride out there you know don't have too much pride so give you know? me an
0: example of something you could do in the past that, you know, wouldn't take as seriously or do differently.
1: Oh, the SAT, dude. The SAT. Yeah, dude, because I, I, I would overthink it, I think. Uh-huh. And it, and it's not that, like, I'm not smart. I'm smart in my own ways, you know. Like, I, I do good in, like, with computers. I do good with, like, a bunch of other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. But when it came to, like, taking that test, I guess I just overwhelmed myself in my head. Right. You know, because that's, like, the, the way to get into college. Like, dude, I took that thing five times. Along with the ACT three times, yeah, dude, just to get a score to get me into FIU. Granted, I get FIU paid for now, but you know, like at the time, you're like thinking, like, bro, I'm not gonna be able to get into FIU. Cause that's just one place, you know. I just needed to get get into colleges. Right. You know, and I knew if I I knew like just with me getting into FIU, I would have had it all paid for, you know. If that's what that's what stressed me out a little bit more was thinking that like if I didn't get it, I I would like avoid it like a whole like all that money, you know, just like Mm -hmm. to go to school
0: for free. Did the SAT your eventual good score, I guess, help you out with? getting you
2: yeah. paid for yeah yeah
0: yeah so, so then, then that, do you think if you didn't take it seriously you wouldn't have or? if i if i if i took it too seriously though
1: is what like was me up you know what i mean like I, like okay. although it was like spending hours and hours studying it's just that I, I think i was the stress from it just okay that makes sense you know yeah because stress just doesn't work well when you're just trying to do good you know and yeah no. that, that applies to like other things too you know which which now it's a lot, i'm a lot better with now i'm not really I, I don't take the tests that ser- like I take them seriously, but I don't like, overstress it. Like if I don't do good, I don't do good, but I yeah. gotta learn. I gotta learn from my mistakes, you know. Exactly. At the end of the day, at the end of the day you know, and, th- and that helps me a lot too because especially like now with computers, where like I'm going into like cybersecurity, I'm working a lot on like certifications and stuff like that. You yeah. know, that's if okay. If I do good, I do good. If not, I will learn from my mistakes. But like I think I'm gonna do just fine because it's a topic that I like. You know, it's I'm doing just fine. You know, I actually like understand. I'm good at it. Yeah. And then yeah. I got like all these opportunities brought to me. Mm-hmm. you know like right now like like hopefully this summer depending how it goes I'll, I'll continue to have my internship opportunity with Deloitte nice. and moving forward with that you know it's because of like the stuff I learned in the past like I learned how not to be a leader in the past how, how not to respond you know to being in a leadership position in the past you know how to be a better leader and a better teammate you know right which it helps me out now because like I remember like the interviews that I had that was a big question with these people you know like Deloitte when I had an interview with them with Wells Fargo with Chrysler with JP Morgan with you know a bunch of these Top Fortune five hundred companies, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, and that was a big thing with them. was Like leadership, you know, like past experiences. What What are your failures and stuff like that? Learning from that, that that was a big thing for me. Like that 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 the SAT failing at the SAT was one of the best things that could have ever happened to me because I had to I had to try to get into FIU, and it makes me like not want to leave FIU. (laughs) Okay, because you had to earn your way in. Yeah, I had to like earn my way in, and I know FIU is like not the hardest thing to get into, but it's just the SAT. Like my my. My grades were great. My grades, I'm like, dude, come on, can't you just level it out? You know, my city is not the best, but it's just like my grades were that good that they let me in too with my city being kind of mm, okay. There you go. Yeah, but it's just the fact that I had to work my way in. You know, it's like it makes it just better. You know, especially when I graduate yeah. like, in a year, it's it just better that I'm gonna be done with it. You know, that I'm getting all these opportunities as well. Because another thing that like another field like some people kind of laugh at, but me mm-hmm. going into was computers. You know, do you even get computers? And I'm like, yeah, I'll get them. And you know, I'm doing good now. You know, I got all these opportunities coming in. And you know, failing at first, you know, is, does not dictate. What'll happen next? You know, just gotta continue one time, one after the next, after the next. Dude, another failure, like thing I would like. I learned from was all the like rejections that I got my mm-hmm. first year applying for like internships. I had interviews though with like good companies, but like it just said nobody would pick me, right? Because I was because I was a sophomore, and because um, um, they were looking for seniors. That was mm-hmm. a big
2: portion of it,
1: But also experience level, they wanted a little bit more experience out of me, which is kind of bummy at first, you know, when like you get all these rejection letters. Yeah. from all these like companies, you know, and you're like, you know, it, it like, could discourage somebody, but then like, you're like, oh, okay, look, come the next year, I'll have more on my resume. Like you start working for it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? In the, in the gap. Cause they're, they're always looking for people in the fall, you know, and they, and they come in the fall. So you're like, you have enough time in that year to like start building up a resume and going forward. So, you know, and the good thing is that not stressing about it, you know, learning how to not stress about it
0: mm-hmm. is
1: what helped me in the long run.
0: So how important do you think those rejections and your failures are? to what you have now super important Uh, like imagine if
1: you just had the Mm -hmm. you know like look i'll I'll use a perfect example this this is the perfect example this past fall when i got the uh, i accepted the offer with with deloitte i got rejected from wells fargo jp morgan google well google i said no because i couldn't continue the process a little bit longer than i could microsoft a bunch of these companies right but the good thing is because they rejected me and deloitte was actually the company i kind of i wanted to go with from the beginning i had in my mind that i wanted to go with them so their process i was going through the process right and then i got these rejections from here and i'm like okay I don't have this. But then Chrysler also gave me an offer, right? But they mm-hmm. gave me an offer later on, uh, kind of simultaneously with Deloitte. But because those people rejected me, and I, I, I they have timelines on their offers, too. Yeah. So, like, if they would have given me an offer, I would have probably gone with the Wells Fargo, JP Morgan, you know, early on. But because they didn't, I was actually able to go with Deloitte down the line. If, like, let's say they would have told me yes, I wouldn't have had Deloitte. Now, would I have been as happy over there versus here? I don't know. You know, so that rejection actually c- came out in my favor. Then previous years, those rejections, you know, I learned from what I did wrong in the interviews or what what I could grow more in. Okay. You know, so I gained those skills. And I came back the the next year, you know, like stacked. And then like I'm gonna come back again next year more stacked, you know, whether I go with the Lloyd or go with anybody else. We'll see. You know, but it's just those little like trips, you know, that you have that kind of work in your favor. You just have to keep getting up, man. That's about it. You know, that's that's basically success for me. Like you fall, get up, fall, get up. I mean, if you stop getting up, then you failed. Yeah. I mean, there's no there's no other way to, to put it. Like, I mean, it's when you stop trying congrats exactly
0: you right you throw enough darts at the board eventually you'll hit the center eventually yeah or you're you gonna keep break that, you're gonna break
1: the board one of the two and then when it hits the floor you just <laughs> jab it right in the center yeah what is it, so. like one of
0: my favorite quotes uh what thomas edison i didn't fail a thousand times at making a light bulb i found a thousand ways how not to make a light bulb
1: exactly that just like that <laughs> I found a couple way, uh, a couple like dozen ways of not to get into, <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. There you go. That's there the you
1: do that constant. And then it's also like you learn a lot about, like, oh, like how to set stuff up on your resume, how to, you know, present yourself while talking to people. I even like coming out of all this, you know, talking mm-hmm. to a bunch of these people in these companies, I learned how to talk to people from like a bunch of different sectors,
2: right?
1: You know, from the banking to the consulting to the accounting to like a bunch of these different companies, you know, and yeah, like. You know, to the government areas, you know, government agencies as well. You know, mm-hmm. like you learn to talk how their stuff works and how to like talk to them. And then, you know, let's say at least you leave an impression, which is a good thing I've had as well, where I've left an impression while I've yeah. been there. You know, I've connected with the people I've had interviews with. I've left an impression; they remember me. Like one of the best feelings is when, like, because I keep trying and trying, people will remember you. You keep yeah. knocking on the door enough times, either somebody's gonna put a restraining order on you, <laughs> or you know they're, they're gonna like ask you okay you're persistent enough exactly that we're gonna let you in like there was the first time somebody looked at my resume it was one of the microsoft software engineers mm-hmm. and he looked at my thing and you know i was a freshman at the time so i'm like over here and like i was sitting out in the hallway right <laughs> looking out there with a bunch of these other software engineers these guys looked at from graduate school and, stuff. and you know i'm over here like dude i just get started in programming i'm like i'm just new to this i'm getting used to this yeah you know he- hello world is my 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 anthem you know Prince Hello World is my my life. That's how much of a noob. And then um, I'm there and I'm going in right and I'm you know I'm thinking it's an interview. I'm not even thinking like I'm nervous as hell. You know I'm I'm watching everybody else here. They're nicely dressed. I'm over here in like khakis and my polo (laughs) because I'm about to go to work. And then so I get in there and they put me with the software engineer guy and they have a bunch of other people looking at resumes. And we're there and you know he's talking to me about how to grow my resume and I learned from that. Mm-hmm. you know how like this might not be my year to get an internship but if i grow my resume i can come back and he keeps seeing me the next for like next two years i keep seeing the guy and i like hackathons and stuff like that and he yeah. actually recognized me before i recognized him at hey the there you go I know, and he remembered my name and everything. I was like, dude, nice. (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh. You know, I'm just like that freshman kid, you know, that keeps trying and trying, you know. And and then, like, that's how I know the Microsoft team now as well, because of how much I kept trying to get into Microsoft. That's how, like, I know the recruiting team now at FIU, which is great. You You know, and
0: without your failures and your rejection, you wouldn't have been able to get the internship you have now just because of what you learned from them.
1: No, yeah, no, no, no. If I didn't fail, like, I wouldn't have had a need to change. Mm -hmm. right because if if you don't fail like you're not you're not getting uncomfortable if you're not uncomfortable why would you change you know if you're you're comfortable i'm just good staying where i'm at you know you're not going to grow much put yourself out there like grow from it it's like getting rejected from a girl you know what i mean like you grow from that you okay if i didn't have those failures i would not have known where Mm -hmm. where to improve where not to worry where what i should grow at where like what are these people are looking for dude one of the one of the interviews i had was like three hours long
0: jesus
1: yeah it was crazy i like i talked to like You know, the CIO of the company I talked to, a bunch of people, dude. And it was crazy, too, man, because it's like they they ask you all these questions and everything. You're trying to connect with them and everything. It was was early on, too, so I didn't get it. It was, like I think, my software. Then also with, like, you know, you get bring that experience later on. And and it's funny, too, because from that interview that, that I had for three hours with Deloitte, one of the guys I talked to with Deloitte that I know now in Deloitte, Mm-hmm. he actually knew the cio that i talked to oh
2: how and about the people that? From
1: that company yeah so i actually managed to connect the dots there because you start learning how to talk you know what i mean and when you start learning how to talk from those failures you bring that into a news level you know what i mean right. and then like it was cool because for deloitte i managed to like get to talk to different people that work together so mm-hmm. they kind of all got to know each other and like i, I was like oh yeah i talked to this guy and this guy knows that guy and that guy knows this and you know oh, it's just like y'all And it's also because of learning how to talk that, like, I managed to, like, bring in my own experience as well because one of the people I interviewed with Deloitte, Mm -hmm. we connected a lot on the fact that, like, we like doing adventure stuff, you know?
2: Yeah.
1: You know, and the guy, like, the guy was, like, telling me, oh, I go, you know, paragliding in the Himalayas, you know, I've gone, (laughs) you know, jumping off planes in, like, Dubai and stuff. And I'm like, dude, that's awesome. And we connected and I gave him, like, places to, like, check out here in Florida. Nice. Yeah. And so, like, it just opens the door, dude. Without those failures, you wouldn't have those doors open. You know, without those failures, you wouldn't know how to talk. Like without me, like failing at li- lip singing freshman year of high school in Mrs. Cole's class for theater one. Right? Without me growing my confidence, failing you know a little bit in yeah. that like theater class at yeah, improv, maybe a little bit. You know, it helps you grow, man. That was like that was like around a time when I started realizing how good gaining confidence in talking,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, would be beneficial. You know, down the line, I didn't know how beneficial, like how it would be. You know, ten years from then, but yeah, I knew I knew it would help me grow. So okay. that was, that was like one of the best experiences.
0: How do you think uh, not taking things as seriously and learning from failures? How do you think they relate to each other if they do at all?
1: They do. They have, they they do relate because if you don't take things, if you take things too seriously, when you fail, mm-hmm. you're going to be so focused on the fact that you failed. You're going to focus on that one. You're not going to focus. You're not going to be like, okay, I'm not taking things seriously. That, that's too seriously. You know, I'm going to learn. Okay. I'm going to learn from my mistakes. and I'm going to just move on. If you take things too seriously, you're just going to be focused on that failure. You're not gonna be able to move on from it. You're gonna be stuck on that point. You're okay. not gonna be able to move on, move forward from that.
0: You know, that you're
1: gonna be like so focused looking at that, that you're gonna hit, or you're gonna keep walking, and you're gonna hit a pole. Yeah. You know, okay. it's like it's like walking with your phone. You know what I mean, just looking at your phone. Yeah. There's a point where you might run out in the middle of the road and get hit by a car. Yeah. So that, that's 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 what that that's the connection with that.
0: Okay, that's interesting.
1: That's that. I'll leave it at that, period.
0: <laughs> yeah, wow. I've always kind of... I've tried not to take things as seriously. Some people mistake it as not caring, which is something different, and that a negative part of that. But it's just from what you were saying earlier, just, you know whatever happens happens you know that's all you can do at the end of the day when you sleep on your bed you have to be happy with yourself and what you've done yeah the outcome is kind of besides the point at the end of the day as long as you can look in the mirror and say you know i'm happy with what i did and i'm happy no matter what happens happens sometimes exactly. you prepare for things in life and you get kicked in the face and things don't work yep. out so it's just how it is but all you yeah. can do is control what you can do and i think yeah. that's what matters and
1: also have faith that in the long run it'll all pan out you know what i mean because it's very convoluted life is very convoluted man you know it, it just it takes you on this like wormhole but mm-hmm. then the other time you know you might pop out somewhere nice you never know that's the thing is just keeping your head up and just keep moving forward exactly. it's like how Dor- dory from you know finding nemo says just, just keep, keep swimming. swimming just keep <laughs> swimming that's about it man you know that's that's, all, that's the best you could do
0: exactly you know? okay. and the, you could
1: the, you could still care you could always still care but just don't
0: overstress. I, I'd like to say the difference between, because I'm a big sports, the difference between uh, great teams and good teams is a very small amount you know, doing one extra sprint in practice is the difference yeah. between a great team and a good team. Doing one extra step is the difference between somebody who's the first to invent something and somebody who failed. Often those small things that you can do that make the biggest difference because it's something yep. that somebody else isn't doing. I mean,
1: it's true, man. You could you could see the example in Apple because mm-hmm. basically, you're right, when they first came out with the Macintosh, right, yeah. their biggest their biggest competition was IBM. Um, basically, they were competing, you know, with like, I think it was a Condor, I think. I think that's what they called it, IBM's Condor. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically the difference with between Apple and IBM's computer was the user interface you know you put color or some sort of like nice looking user interface uh-huh. in the Macintosh you know that, that was the difference it's that little tweak you know what I mean that's not something crazy and it's like it took it, this guy right like Steve Jobs and like what was it was- what, what was the other guy Aww. it was just this one guy right mm-hmm. versus a bunch of PhD guys you know and then this guy you know managed to make a company right that yeah. to this day holds 10% of that sector you know what that is 10% consistently of that sector just because the user interface he made it nicer for the user you know just that little tweak made that
2: difference
0: do you this is just something a little bit off topic here but what do you think of apple do you think what do you think of apple today do you think they've kind of lost the roots or do you think there's still i don't know there's still something there for them like i to me i see apple as like just this monolith this trillion dollar company that just like taking over the world them and amazon are going to rule the future uh what do you think
1: i'm not the biggest fan overall of apple mainly because i like i like microsoft more and i like um like other companies more for what they're doing
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know apple is cool in the sense that like okay their products are nice you know what i mean like oh i admit their iphones are cool yeah know, they're nice but they also have like a lot of competition coming from like samsung and google but i'm not i, I don't treat them as like as everybody else does you know like this giant monolith you know like i, I look at what um you know microsoft right. and amazon okay. amazon with the cloud that products that they have that's yeah. insane like if anybody doesn't know like about aws and azure like dude go check that stuff out man if you're looking for like a new career go check that stuff out because it's it's a sector that just keeps growing and growing and growing and they're doing so well to like take care of it and it's like just think about it like you're hosting on your servers hundreds of companies around the world you know like their websites their information you're hold, you're hosting it there yeah you know what i mean like you you have everything at the end of it like i think it was aws that hold netflix in their servers i know, you know? they and have
0: a, a bunch of government contracts and they make so much money yep. of their money of cloud services i think that's yep. why they make the majority of their money
1: they make a, they, yeah, they make a nice chunk out of there and it, it, it's cool because dude you see the percentage that they hold like just azure well, i think it was like 20 mm-hmm. and then aws 30 plus or 40 percent mm-hmm. you know the market it's just insane and it still keeps growing because like you look at all these autonomous vehicles coming up like mm-hmm. a lot of like from Volkswagen, they got the contract uh, with Azure, right, to host their car, you know, all the Azure stuff that they're gonna like all the software and stuff that for their cars uh-huh. that they're gonna host it on Azure. You know, and so will I think it was the GMC maybe or Chrysler for doing the same. Um, you know, so that's it's just a growing, growing field. And, and I gotta do I just see that see that as more of like, you know, moving forward, that's more the thing, you know, versus you know, like, oh my iPhone's nice. I mean I can play my music in one place. Like, yeah, you know, I, I just see that more as like the future. I also see that as like so. Let's say I also see what the moves that they're doing too, mm-hmm. like for Google, for Google, um, Amazon, and Microsoft. Yeah. Like the acquisitions that they've made. Yeah. You know, have been like more like there's like an end goal to it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like you sort of see like almost like an Infinity War type of like something coming. You <laughs> know what I mean with, what they, with the ways that they position themselves. Yeah. You know, like Google. For instance, right, the way that they position themselves with their—I don't know if you saw it—they released like a, like their bot, basically, like I think it was a couple months ago or a year ago, you know, like a chat, like it basically, you know, you can make phone calls, you know, Google oh, yeah, yeah, you know, and it sounds so natural, you know, and that—that's all through like machine learning, you know, mm-hmm. so like how is it learning that? I feel like they position themselves, you know, with like their phones, you know, you know the way it learns that people talk through their phones, you know, using the assistant, you know, the way that they acquired. Um, Android, you know, was a big move for that to come, you know, the way that they have their cloud services as well, the way that um, Microsoft acquired a couple years back LinkedIn, and now not too long ago acquired uh, GitHub, you know, and that's a big thing for Microsoft, right? Because that's, that's all the workers, right? there. That's all the developers, you know, like, basically in that field, you know, you know, you have in GitHub, you have like, I I don't know what developer doesn't use GitHub, you know, and around the world. What mm-hmm. developer doesn't put their code on github you know everybody's code is on github um and then they, they, like the way you can also find people on linkedin you know you have like you're working more towards something to work on the people
0: yeah. or work
1: on the phone or you have like some sort of end goal like i don't see apples really like you know we're just gonna continue making more phone slimmer <laughs> phones you know i don't i don't know how thin <laughs> we can get um
0: yeah. it's interesting I I, um apple uh moving into streaming one of the other podcasts i listened to um there were they talk a lot about big tech companies, and one of the things they're talking about is how Apple's using the streaming service, and so Amazon doing the same thing using streaming services, and that they can take, um, like the same like Hollywood produces shows uh, for a much smaller amount that Apple does, but Apple can afford to throw all this money at the uh, at different productions and make them much more high quality like picture yeah. wise even though they may not be necessarily better quality of TV show wise and because to them a billion dollars is a rounding error in a trillion dollar company it's just it's such a massive amount of money they can do do you think there's any danger in companies that are just they have so much money that they can just throw money around and kind of take over different sectors that they want to there
1: is and at the same time I like I don't know I just feel like there's other competition out there you know what i mean because like at the same time too like i like using the example of yahoo Mm-hmm. yahoo was a massive company dude like anybody that doesn't know like yahoo was the shit mm-hmm. was the google of their time you know and then came out this little like google you know nobody heard about google right and because basically what happened with yahoo was that they took their mind off their search engine you know so like at the, sa- at the same time too it's like you got all this money and i and i see what you're saying with the streaming services that's like it's whole a whole nother like area
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know but they still got to compete that's you true. You know they got, and now they got to compete too with Disney Plus as well. They got to compete with Disney yeah. on all that streaming services, which is growing and has grown way, crazy amounts during this quarantine time.
0: Yeah, you invest know? in streaming services and uh, yeah. Skype and Zoom.
1: Oh my God, dude, it's it's crazy, man. Like, there's always going to be that competition, you know. And it's yeah, they get too big maybe, but the fact that there's more than one big one, you know.
0: That's true. There is multiple big tech companies.
1: Yeah, we're not China. China yeah, has one.
0: That's true. <laughs> Huawei. Yeah. Huawei or the highway. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love that thing.
1: I've seen that thing everywhere. Yeah, so I just I, I think there's always that, like that competition. As long as there's always that competition, we're good. Because it's like if one la- like if one leaves that little room for something to come out, it will. Somebody's gonna take advantage of it. They'll find that niche.
2: Mm. Okay. Let me just take it over.
1: It's interesting. Yeah. Do you know what an ICS system is? No. So basically, um, do you know the computer systems that run nuclear power plants? That run yeah uh, yeah energy plants that run uh oil plants and stuff like that yeah or the oil drills those are nice yes so basically those systems are kind of outdated a bit mm-hmm. but they're very like essential you know what right. I mean? the reason they don't get changed and updated so often is because if we have to update you know fpl system fpl has to go down and when they're down there's that means no power they have oh, they lose yeah. so basically those systems are very vulnerable so there was a system in you know the saudi arabia plant that got like hit by a drone yeah, yeah. They had a breach. And basically, the an ICS system controls, you know, it can control pressure, it can control... Because it, it depends. Once you get in, you know, it controls pressure, the way it's turning something on, like a valve or something like that, or overcharging a system, you know, or overloading something, you know? Yeah. Which is very dangerous, you know? So basically, the Saudi Arabia people in that plant, they got hacked mm-hmm. via a backdoor. And these people, the, the people in the plant, didn't know. They didn't know for really? years. And these people managed to actually revamped their back door like they managed to pull it all out pull it back in no problems the hackers
2: yeah
1: and and it was in there for a while the only when they were finally planning like about to pull off their attack to like make the whole thing go boom which would have been a giant explosion um basically they the hackers messed up by one line of code
0: wow that's all
1: yeah which which messed up and let like breach like you know gave everything all the news out that they were there wow but if they wouldn't have messed up they would have gone through
0: that's insane yeah do you, I have a question for you, because I keep to ta- I like, I'm a big fan of the future and driverless cars. That's the thing I'm waiting for the most. Do you yeah. think there's going to be a lot of security problems?
1: Yes. Like, I mean, with any, anything with a computer, right? Like, dude, you, you know that you could hack a, a pacemaker, right? Yeah. Like, anything that has, like, a, like some sort of connection, there's always going to be a problem. But at the same time, too, it's up to, like, people to protect it. You know what I mean? Like, to learn, know that there's ways to protect it. Like, I, I don't, I feel like they, in schools, for instance. Mm-hmm you know it's like it's it's one big joke you know what i mean like they don't teach it you know people just take it as one big joke They're like oh it won't happen to me
2: yeah you know and it probably
1: won't it probably won't happen to you you know as a single person like nobody's really targeting you
2: mm-hmm.
1: what they what they do is we set up traps right yeah you know like that's why public's like wi-fi is like don't get on there don't get on public's
0: you know? wi-fi no public Wi-Fi.
1: oh public okay <laughs> no pu- <laughs> well public's too if they have public Wi-Fi. but you know what i mean stay off of public wi-fi you know mm-hmm. like you go start you don't go to starbucks and wi-fi unless you- if you don't have to you know what I mean? Yeah. Because that's like the place where you get hacked the most because it's like all the traffic going through there is open, dude. I could see it. It's not hard to see it. I can just put Wireshark on there and it, it shows me everything. P- and if it's, it depends too. If it's HTTP or HTTPS, you know, if it's HTTP, right. I, mean, I could see it just fine. Like I could see anything, like your password and stuff. You know what I mean? Like they, that's that's hacking one-on-one. You know what I mean? That's not hard.
0: Is, does a VPN like protect you for public Wi-Fi or is that? Yeah, just... a
1: VPN basic a VPN basically creates a tunnel okay like an encrypted tunnel mm-hmm. so the, the only thing with vpns is like some of them can they could actually get hacked but it's hard right you know what i mean but at least it gives you that extra layer of security it's like i know you're there you know what I mean? like i could see something going through i it's just encrypted I, okay i
0: see
1: it's like imagine if you were like if i'm on one side of the door and you're on the other side of the door and there's mm-hmm. glass in between and it's soundproof right yeah you could be telling me something i don't know what it is but i know you're there
0: okay that makes sense yeah. you really good with analogies. I like
1: that. <laughs> no, yeah, it's great. It helps people understand.
0: <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah. It does. So yeah, how so do it... companies protect themselves then? Like, how, oh, like I... if you're driving this car's company, how do you protect yourself? Okay, so that, that
2: oof, that's a
1: hard one, bro. That That's just like constant like breaking in, trying and like finding glitches. Also making sure connection, it won't be like intercepted. Because the thing is too, it like the way these people, not too long ago, they, they found the, a vulnerability with a Jeep with Mm -hmm. a modern jeep not this is not autonomous or anything Mm -hmm.
0: and
1: and they basically took control of the car remotely
0: yeah i've seen videos and stuff like that
1: yeah but it was through it wasn't through the car like they they didn't like the way that they got in was they got through your phone connection you know your your actual like you know like t-mobile you know what they went through that your phone's in the car with you it can go from the bluetooth there to the bluetooth in your car or whatever whatever other connection in your car like the way that the nsa basically got into the into a car first they were the first ones to do it Mm-hmm. was through a bluetooth sensor in your tire what the heck because how did you think about it how does a tire tell you when the air pressure is low it has to keep moving We can't put a wire in there it's a bluetooth sensor
0: that's a very good point i've never thought about that before
1: that's wow. how the nsa did it first wow yeah so it's it's dude it's it's, dude, it's it won't be 100 safe mm-hmm. but it might it might you know bring down you know car fatalities it might bring down you know a lot of other problems like dude teslas alone i've, I've seen videos of them saving people's ass on the road where the like the autopilot like mm-hmm. will accelerate because it sees another car coming in as an imminent threat wow yeah so it it'll bring it'll solve problems but it'll also bring other problems you know what i mean which you have to like address along the way yeah you know and, and so will a lot of this iot stuff because it's a lot of like connections and like intercepting connections because like think about it. if you're one of the big biggest attacks is like a man in the middle one you know like it's like you're here you're trying to get to your server over there but then mm-hmm. this connection gets intercepted you know that's why like open connections you know like public wi-fi is not good as well because you could, like, I could intercept, like, just do, and this is not even to be, like, as like, a threat or, like, steal your information. I could, like, you know see your web page, right? Mm-hmm. And this is a simple tool on camera, right? Um, basically, this tool allows me to intercept your stuff, right, from your pay- web page, right? Yeah. And when it comes back to you, in, I inject the pictures that I want, that only you see on that, when you get that what, website What back. the heck? Yeah, like, I could put pictures of, mis- like, I, in my class, we did it. In my hacking class, we did it. We, we put pictures of Mr. Bean on this website. <laughs> or somebody else did
0: if only all hackers were like that <laughs> no no, no, Mr. No.
1: Everywhere. no but the thing is like with a lot of hackers is that like, you won't know you got hacked yeah if it's a good hacker. if it's a good hacker you won't know. you'll never know yeah. like you will go on you go your whole life not knowing if it's a really good guy like so if it's that actual like somebody that knows their crap because they will not mess up these guys will like set everything up the same unless they move the file somewhere mm-hmm. or they make it like make it, like a big something big alarm go off you won't know yeah okay. you know you're, you're your antivirus so will only be able to clean what it knows if it doesn't right. know it it won't find it. That's true. Okay. Yeah. And then a bot signature is very hard to find. So it's only found so often. But these bot networks, right? Because imagine you're 100,000 downloads, right? Mm-hmm. From this one link, right? To get like a, a PDF or like something for free. Mm-hmm. Right. And then along with it comes a little program. And that little program will only shoot out one meg, right? Or whatever minimum it can't, it, so it can't be detected. You know, wow. and then multiply that times the hundred thousand megs from everybody else that downloaded the millions of millions of megs that of, of other people that have downloaded and now all that, per, that person that's controlling that bot network has to do is say hey everybody every computer right and then launches, launches the message and they're gonna launch it on this one server that's gigabytes dude terabytes of like data on that one server okay. also there's other Another form of DDoS attack, where DDoS attack where it's really slow. It's mm-hmm. called a sloth DDoS attack, where it's the opposite. Like the DDoS, or a quick DDoS attack is like a quick punch, right? The other one is just so slow that it crashes the server from how slow it is. Wow. Yeah. So your requests are are getting given one kilobyte at a time or less.
0: So this whole world sounds so dangerous. How do people protect themselves? How can how do we stand any fighting chance of? not getting hacked at some point in our lives
1: clicking on like free viagra on your email <laughs> um clicking like for, stop clicking on random crap that, like it's not true also make sure like let's say for instance like instagram or facebook or all these social media things like some somebody, somebody doesn't get a hold of it make sure you have a good password make sure you know because people can kind of get your users somewhere else or a lot of times your user nowadays is like the email
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know the front of the email right um you know like there's because the thing is like dude if somebody really wants to do it they will yeah there's no doubt about it like if they really have a have a vendetta for you they will they will find information online they will find it they will find and find whatever they can but the best thing you can do is just look strong password um making sure you know you are not sketchy websites Mm -hmm. making sure you know the websites look legit making sure you look at the urls making sure that you're not clicking around, random, that, that all goes down to that. dude. making sure that, you know, you look at your network sometimes, like it's actually good to like scan your network and like make sure everything on, um, there's not something sketchy on, in your home network or, or whatever network you're on. Um, making sure you're not using public networks, you know, that, you know, are not secure. Because also like the person doesn't have to be within a, the immediate range of it. Like they could be like blocks away and have connection to that same network. There's easy ways to do that. Like you could use a Pringles can. Really? And make, like a t- Make like a telescope basically that will amplify your connection to a certain wi-fi network
0: so you're saying if i want to connect to my wi-fi better i should carry a pringle scan around no
1: no not that <laughs> no but i'm just saying like if you like like let's say like i'm two blocks away from you right yeah from your home i could be like in a van or something and i could just like connect to you from my antenna
0: that's crazy and I'm... it's like it's just
1: it's simple stuff like that dude that goes a long way mm-hmm. um also scanning your computer with malware bytes helps every like week every time they give an update is also good. Um, because every time they give an update, that means that something new was incorporated. So stuff like that. Um, also making sure that um, uh, making sure that you're not like, a, you're verifying phone calls with people are like, inf- not giving people information, you know, right. not putting too much information out there online as well. Making sure that you're monitoring what information you do put out, making sure that, you know, making sure that you don't have any up, open, like, connections on your, like, certain programs. Because some programs have open ports,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? So open, like, things running that you didn't know about. And honestly, a lot of times too, your information is somewhere else too. So it's like making sure you're like having, like checking out the company's reputation, you know, like how seriously are they taking stuff, you know? Yeah. Like security, you know, because a lot of times your information is already out there. So. That's interesting. But the small things people can do is just that, you know, just user comments. A lot of people don't use it though.
0: Yeah, no, unfortunately not. Like, so unless companies don't have somebody like you trying to break into their system and fixing their weak points, are most, they most thing. That's,
1: that's that, well yes but the thing is like think about all the small companies that can't
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know what i mean that's a big problem too oh yeah that's true Hey, dude there's so much to it like think about all the companies that can't afford that because a lot of the companies that we work with at deloitte like our dude microsoft's are the um, microsoft's of the world you know the top fortune 500 top fortune 1000 or something like we work with top companies like it takes it can be pricey Mm-hmm. For some of the stuff we do, or you could do it in-house, which is in-house is good, but it's like, like the thing is, like the reason people go with Deloitte or go with like a company like Accenture as well, which is another consulting one, is like there's quality before we do. You right. know, like qual- you're not gonna get the same quality from just hiring some random guy. You might, most likely not, but but the resources we have to like prevent that. But also like there's a lot of smaller companies now that are popping up. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people in the, in the cybersecurity world that are like you know smaller companies, but they're doing the same thing where they go around hacking. These companies checking their you know their servers checking everything but it's yeah. not just it's not just online too it's also uh physical what do you, you mean? know it's like like physical security is massive dude. using social engineering i <laughs> could literally walk into an office building and then like i could find an open computer i could hook on a usb
0: when that social, engin- social engineering
1: like engineer my way socially into like anything right so like i don't even have to use my like i could just call somebody right Mm-hmm. and i can be like hi i'm trevor from uh hr mm-hmm. um i'm currently logged out on my computer um do you mind i sent you a picture via email with the link uh, do you mind of the png can, can you uh can you look at it you know um or something sent you something right of like yeah. what it's giving you the area it's giving you to so the website the area it's giving me can you check it out um thank you uh what's your name noah from it cool um right so i'm calling from outside right or i can make my phone number look like it's coming from the inside of the building wow uh, then when that IT guy clicks on it, if they're smart or not, like if they're not supposed to, yeah. they're not supposed to, they're, they're told not to, if it's a good IT score. Um, If they do, congrats, now, now I just have access to your, to your computer. Now wow. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get to the admin. That's my goal is to get to the admin. Would uh-huh. be the best shot. Because with, with the admin, I can do anything.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I have access to anything. So then it's basically like, you know, I just, I worded, I worded my way into getting it. Or I could just, like, oh, hey, I walk into the building, you know, like, I, I just, like, swipe somebody's ID card, you know, by stumbling onto them, you know, like how you see in the movies. Yeah. And then I just walk into the building and I plug in a USB or, like, I take a computer.
0: That's crazy.
1: And it's simple, too. It's, like, also preventing, like, don't leave your keys at your desk. Don't, <laughs> leave, don't leave your phone at your desk. Don't leave your, like, yeah, don't leave your keys because, dude, there was just, like, I watch a lot of DEF CON videos. DEF CON mm-hmm. is basically the largest hacker convention in the world.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um And basically there was this one guy that had a great... Thing on social engineering where he goes to these companies right and he walks in there he's yeah. never walked in there before And he, but dude he walked into this one place uh, like a chef place or something like that and yeah. he walked in he, and, oh no hotel and he talked to the manager and everything like that like if he belonged Um. then it, he also like talked about like oh like imagine like gave a scenario like imagine if I walked into the office building right and yeah. then like the, this woman has like uh, on top of her desk I see a picture of her and her kids mm-hmm. I see the key, the keys to her car I see uh, her ID and i just go back to her car with the keys i wait behind the, her driver's seat right and i and i and i'm telling her i'm pointing a gun at her and i'm basically telling her to do what i, I say
2: mm-hmm.
1: you give her you give her information like i know who you are i know you have kids and you know like stuff like that you yeah. gave that information out there you know what I mean? it goes back to giving that information out there. you know don't just don't do stuff like that you know
0: that's that's insane
1: but it's safe dude like i you know, i'll be honest it's not that bad like th- th- think about how many computers are out there
0: yeah that's true you
1: know it's just being safe and smart and
0: I have my password and i think it's a good password i still need to change it like every once in a while like what danger is there somebody coming and getting my password
1: so it's good to update it you know update the strength and you change it up because you never know yeah you know and it's like passwords can all be broken um it just depends how far somebody's willing to go right because for sure they're not going to brute force it all the way unless Mm -hmm. you have some weak password like i mean like apple or like you just like yeah. your password, like dude, something or password is your password. Yeah. Nobody's really gonna stay there and brute force it because a lot of the, like if it's a strong password, it's gonna be it's gonna take them years. Yeah. Years and years to break it. Um, but as computing power gets stronger, you know, it makes it easier to break these things. Right. Uh, like for instance, like when quantum computing as it becomes more like, <gasps> so as quantum computing becomes more like, more of a thing, you know, like uh-huh. more of a like attainable thing, you know, it the amount of power there dude is insane like google recently Mm
2: -hmm.
1: they managed to do this mathematical problem i believe it was that would take ten thousand years i i think it was like in either hours or two days
0: that's insane
1: think about that i could you could with that amount of power you break any encryption out there anything we can do like they can do it now most likely but the thing with quantum right now that they're having a problem with Mm -hmm. is that it's creating a large network sustainable network that's the step that's keeping it where it is
0: well so what do you mean like keeping them all connected like or yeah what? like keep it,
1: keeping them sustainably connected like you know how i can connect from here to like a bunch of stuff like, yeah. that. So, like networks networks can grow and you know stay sustainable
2: mm-hmm.
1: quantum does not like I, they have some issue there where it's not able to and they haven't figured that out once they do though it's saying like the amount of power that comes from those computers is stupid and think about this it gets so hot in those computers that they have to use liquid nitrogen to cool them off
0: jesus christ
1: that's how hot it gets, and like, if anybody knows wow. what liquid nitrogen is, like, yeah, that's how how much power is going into that stuff. Wow, that's insane. And I think it's to keep it also to keep it flowing efficiently as well. So like, there's no like, the colder it is, the less um buffer, yeah, there is as well. It's more clear. The info, of the data comes along more clearly, so it flows better. It's interesting. So it's fucking, that's how cold it has to be to get these things. But yeah, once that changes, that's gonna change the game, dude. Everything, like every, if anybody's trying to look for opportunity, maybe down the line. Like, mm-hmm. dude, that's an opportunity right there. <laughs> Keep an eye out on that.
2: Because,
1: honestly, dude, think about it. Like, what will happen when that becomes more of a thing? Everybody's going to have to shift. You know, like how everybody's shifting the cloud right now? Yeah. Everybody's going to have to shift to some new encryption level. Somebody's going to have to, you know, somebody's going to have to be providing that. It's an opportunity.
0: Do you think that time where quantum computing just starts to be a thing, you think that's going to be a dangerous time because people are going to have the power of quantum computing and can go rogue with it and... Do things because thing, things will be uh,
1: so outdated. But like, the thing is, when it becomes more of a thing, maybe. But that's the thing, though, is that, like, once it becomes a thing, it's, like, more people will have that thing. Yeah. You know, so it equals out.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, it's, it's the problem. Like, when, when you you got to keep yourself up to date, though, that's, a, that's the problem, too, because the people that are most at risk, mm-hmm. you know, to, so, like, a cyber attack would be the people that are not up to date. Like, think about all the Windows 8 to the Windows 7 to the Windows XPs that are still out there.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true.
1: Up and running, it's crazy. You know, that, that you're asking for an attack. And that's, like, the systems we practice on. Mm-hmm. you practice on like when the windows sevens you practice like the amount of like creating back doors on those things god like shutting a whole system down sending viruses into the system those are the systems we practice on because of the amount of vulnerabilities they have are open wow but also i mean you practice on like windows 10 but the thing is i think i think to get malware bytes that to, to get windows 10 i think it's like a couple 35 grand or something like that 50 grand Oof. um yeah it's expensive so like, that's why in school like or like or online online they practice only on uh, windows 7 or, or xp Like, dude, it's just so much, like, it's stupid amounts of stuff.
0: Learned a lot now, I feel like I've completed. Yeah, and
1: and another thing, too, people stop people. Like, people are listening to this, like, bro, stop picking up USBs and plugging them in straight into your computer.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) Like, dude, like, dude, I had a professor. Yeah. Oh, my God. This guy, he he, he basically, around UM, he dropped a bunch of USBs. Like, I think he dropped, like, 20 of them. (laughs) Mm-hmm. With, like, uh, basically rubber duckies. And when they were connected, they were suppo- the programming there was supposed to connect back to him. To show him that they were connected to something.
0: So people just pick up USBs and put them in their computer? Yeah. What the heck?
1: Yeah, dude. He he got, look, out of the 20 that he dropped, he got, like, back uh, connection from 18 of them. Wow. People just want to know. Like, it's, like, the curiosity of, like, what's on here? Is somebody's news or some shit? Like, I don't know. like um, People just want to know what's on there.
0: So pro hacking tip just download a bunch of stuff on the usb and drop it somebody will pick it up and put it in
1: somebody will pick it up honestly bro give you full control yeah.
0: that's just crazy because wow. there's
1: something the stuff that you can control is what you can do but there's just like everything else is up to like the companies and stuff like that. so many things mark it's so many
0: things. yeah i'm sure but yeah. how do you decide what to trust and what not to trust
1: uh, reputation is a big thing
0: well but apple uh, had a huge reputation right
1: like that's a, that's a good thing yeah that's it's true but the thing is, is like you have to make you have to trust that you have to make you have to be smart about what you put on there.
2: Yeah. You
1: know what I mean? And there's also other steps that I take, right? So like I yeah, like I don't know if people know this, but via your command prompt, you can encrypt files
2: hmm.
1: on, on your laptop or on any computer. Yeah. Any Windows. Or like via Linux as well, you can encrypt stuff. You know, you can at least like encrypt the file, you know, and then that file is a little bit safer. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah.
1: Make sure you have a good password on that. Because like another thing too is like I don't know if you've seen this recently, like you can go online uh-huh. And you you can search up people's webcam not webcams, but like actual security cams that are live streaming on the internet right now. Are you serious? Yes, sir. Actual what? from their houses, from their houses. You would see live footage right now from their house. We did this in one of my classes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I learned about it prior to the class, but it was actually cool because we actually saw it in the class. So you could search up there. There's different ways to search up different things, and also if people don't protect stuff on their on a website that they have, they have pictures on their website and stuff like that. Yeah. People can access access that somewhere else as well. Like there's different ways to like different openings for people to go into. Fucking great, man. Fucking yeah, but live webcam footage, like live not webcam. Well, that's who is live out there, but live uh, security cam footage of somebody's house, or like as you see with the Ring um, cameras. Mm -hmm. Like I don't know if you know this, people like can get into them because they have the default password. They had what I don't know if they fixed it, but they all had like a default password to them. Nice. And and yeah, and they were getting into like. those cameras and a lot of times those cameras were in somebody's house and you could talk through them
0: that reminds me that today's podcast is brought to you by bears bears always following michael around
1: and our sponsor today aside from paris is also brought to you by i was doing i'm I, okay you're gonna have to edit this part out i was about to say huawei or the, or the highway <laughs> oh, <okay>. that's perfect <laughs> i don't want to no, no no i don't want to get cited by like the nsa or something <laughs> All right. uh, okay, so let's say um, today's show is brought to you by tech companies around the world. <laughs> tech companies giving you iPhones and iPhones.
0: <laughs> the last question I wanted to ask you, and this is, you know, we talked about petty topics like success, failure, you know, all that jazz. But if there's an asteroid coming to Earth right now and there's nothing we can do about it, do you want to know?
1: Yes, I do. Why? I I do because I want to make like the like my end time just count. Because imagine it actually misses. Like imagine at the last second it just diverges. Hmm. You know, but like I want to like make that time count because maybe right I changed my whole lifestyle. Based but that's on that. the
0: thing. It's a hundred percent certain. It's coming towards you. There's nothing. Okay. Okay. Happen. Then no, I I want
1: to know because I want to do some stuff before before it hits. Because I mean, what once kind it's of it, stuff for,
0: you have planned?
1: I mean, I want to go, like, like I don't know. Um, I want to... Yeah, I, w- I want to be at the top of Everest when that shit hits. <laughs> I, want, <laughs> I want to be at the highest point possible to get the best view. Uh,
0: that's not bad. That's not a bad reason. I'm sure the end of the world from an asteroid is an unbeatable view.
1: No, it'll probably it's be great. It'll literally
0: be a killer view.
1: Pretty late, actually, going to the top of Everest. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you know?
1: so getting the best view from it. But also, like, on the way, like... Like how many days do I have? You I'd know, say a week.
0: You have a week.
1: Oh, oh dude, you're really? I'm beginning to see Can we even climb it? Yeah, we can. Yeah, you can climb. I'm sure you can. How long? How long though? Like that's the thing. That was like getting there. You know, getting my my Sherpa boys to like you know, <laughs> you know to like start helping me out climb the thing. And I'm like trying to explain to them asteroid. You know, coming down. You know, like
0: yeah, there's not exactly an elevator you can just take to the top. <laughs>
1: no, yeah. I mean, we, I mean, a helicopter could drop you off pretty high.
0: But I think isn't there don't when they do the Everest climbs they do like certain stops at certain altitudes so you get used to breathing at that height yeah I don't yeah, think it's pretty a, safe to just transport you to the top and drop you off and well, I don't, okay, I don't bye bye. think it's pretty safe
1: for an asteroid to come that it's, coming, <laughs> it's a good here so uh, yeah a helicopter all the way but well, you know it would be pretty cool too if, like if that's like the end of times and we all know it's the end of times we might have already been like making rockets and sending people out to space
0: well I mean but like. What we have right now. You know, this isn't 20 years from now. This is, like, uh, current dude. technology.
1: Well, look, look, look I'll, I'll case. And, I'll like, I'll try to convince um, Virgin Galactic, the people from Virgin Galactic, to let me use a rocket thing. Like, the rocket plane. Have mm-hmm. you seen that thing? Where, like, yeah, they kind of get to, yeah. like, the top of the atmosphere yeah. and then they'll launch you out. Dude, like, That's honestly, so cool. just launch me out to the middle of space and blow it up. Launch me into the, <laughs> the asteroid. <laughs> Maybe I'm the reason, like, in, what was the movie where that, there was an asteroid actually coming to Earth?
0: Oh, it's Armageddon. With Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Yeah, yeah. And um, Batman. Yes, ben Affleck. Bat- uh, ben
1: Affleck, yep. yep, yep, yep. Ar- Was it Armageddon?
0: Yeah, Armageddon.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, like, imagine, like, I get out there in time, and I actually it hits me. And <laughs> then I actually managed to save the Earth, because it hit me, and I diverged it. Something well, like that. But either, well, either way, I'm going to be the top of Everest.
0: Okay. Top of Evers is your pick.
2: Yeah.
0: Do you think... Okay, so... Do you think, if this asteroid is coming... Do you think we would just pool all of our resources, everybody, into stopping this, or do you think we'd be just as separated as before, trying to do? I things? think
1: I, I think we would because like the thing. Okay, look, look we're gonna use this quarantine thing now with this coronavirus
0: mm-hmm. because like
1: look, look at it, we, we kind of come together. You know, like every university around the like the world is like working towards something. Mm-hmm. You know, and like different like companies are working towards something, although they're working like with their own personal interests as well. Um, there's, like, sort of, like, an end goal to it. You know, like, a lot of information keeps coming out for free, you know, to help. Yeah. And and, and I think there's still sort of a divide because it's not 100% death. You know what I mean? Like, it's only, like, I don't know what the kill rate is for the coronavirus, right? But, like, there's, there's still, like, a chance of life. Yeah, you know what I mean? it's, it's, like, like
0: somewhere I know. between 1% and 3%.
1: Yeah, so it's now. it's not that bad, but I think if you put it at 100% chance of death, I think we would. I think even China would, like, be stopping a little bit. <laughs> um yeah i'm not going to chat anytime soon <laughs> um <laughs> especially not with this podcast oh my god
0: <laughs> yeah you're flagged as some sort of war criminal if you go over there you're gonna be yeah. thrown in their uh, concentration camp somewhere
1: most likely dude honestly no but yeah so like i think with like i think everybody would like we okay. would find a way you know whether it'd be like an armageddon when we launch people into space so they can put a nuke or something inside the you know we sent oil riggers into space <laughs>
0: yeah right that makes <laughs> a lot go. of
1: sense <laughs> <laughs> to go save the planet um no i can only totally no. imagine we, how that pitch meeting went no but dude yeah like i feel like we would all come together and find a way whether it's launching missiles into space or launching mm-hmm. crap into space to like stop it i feel like we would
0: That's it's funny um i study international relations that's my major and yeah. basically aside from what i like to say every class we come out and realize that the earth is screwed and we're all going to die um there is one thing that can unite us all, and my teacher said that one of her students wrote his thesis on the only way to unite the Earth would be if aliens came to the Earth, right?
1: Dude, you know you know what that sounds like. Have you ever seen that movie, where Oh, dude, I forgot, like a white mask with like it has like ink on it, where it moves depending on his emotions, and he's like kind of he has like a like a like a brown uh, jacket on, and he has a bunch of teammates. He has this one that's like a god sort of figure, like oh, ooh. is
0: it um. What is it? It's the one with the smiley face, right?
1: Uh, bro, is yes, yes, yes.
0: It's no, that's really gonna bother me. It's something. Ugh. Hang on, I'm gonna look it up. Yes. Uh yeah, but no, it's like Dr. Manhattan and Yes,
1: yes, okay. And you remember how like at the end, the only way to unite everybody to avoid nuclear war was for Doctor Manhattan to like make himself the enemy. Yeah. Number one. To unite everybody against the him Watchmen. Yes, the Watchmen, the Watchmen, the Watchmen, That's a good that's a good thing, yeah. See people have to just unite against something, but at the same time too, I feel like if it's like it's imminent death too, like with the asteroid, we would all unite as well. hmm But I, I, I don't hope see, so. The thing is too is that I don't see the Earth as like screwed over, you know what I mean? Like I, I I see like dude, everything keeps getting better year by year. Although the news makes us think differently. Um, you know, everything like like living standards across the world, like poverty keeps decreasing at a certain rate, you know, and then like, you know, living standards keep going up. Yeah, there's always for stuff every, like everybody. that.
0: But like what we talk about in our classes, not to give get everybody so bored, um, but what we talk about in our class is mostly like different theories of how the way the world works and how international leaders like get things done. We talk a lot about the uh, UN, and the WHO and how international organizations work and how different countries cooperate with each other and yeah. sort of how you have like let's say the United States and China competing with each other. And so one of them wants to, of them be want to be out on top. top. If somebody wants, wants to win to that scenario. You know, they don't want to work together to because they're competing ideologies with out them. Out yeah. So how, how do you go about this? You have different theories. Like One of them that I think is the most interesting theory is, uh, but one of, my fa- one of my favorite things is attribution theory, right? So let's say you, you think that everybody in the world is out to get you. Uh, yeah. because you're trying to do the same to somebody else. So if I am trying to get the upper hand on someone, you, if I'm always trying to get the upper hand on someone, you automatically think that someone is trying to get the upper hand on you all the time because you attribute what you think and how you think of the world onto somebody else. And yeah. it you kind of blind yourself to sort of maybe this person really is trying to help here and maybe it is this person's best interest to do this and that in this sort of way. Like, yeah. one of the examples is China has done a lot wrong when it comes to this virus and they're doing terrible in a lot of other areas not to give them any sort of credit at all but there is sort of the point of view that they're competing with the United States for influence in the world right now it is in China's best interest to look as good as possible with this virus and with the numbers to show that their system as crappy as it is works Yeah, it's in their best interest and so they're opening Wuhan again and there's a bunch of problems with that and there's other problems going on. But then you look at Xi Jinping has Ping has been scheduled to go to Wuhan. Like yeah. he wouldn't be going there if it was bad and everybody was sick. You know, yes. there's things like that that happen in so you can either think that China's lying on their numbers, and they're fudging them, and they're probably fudging them a bit, yes, but I don't yes. think they're too far off from reality. And that may be the hottest take of the year, and I may be proved wrong by the end of this episode when I go read the New York Times again. But it's in their best <laughs> interest to do the best, and it's in yeah. other countries' best interest to do, the, do their best. But if we sit here and we think that everybody's always out to get us and everybody's always lying, it creates friction. And then that's how you get wars and famine. It makes things even worse. And then you have things like bad neighbors and bad neighborhoods. The biggest example of something like that is something like the Middle East. You have little militia groups that try and revolt against oppressive governments. But because uh, Iran is a big player over there, because they want their interest in the reasons, they'll support those militia groups and it creates more civil wars in that area because Iran is considered a bad neighbor. So stuff like that is just like problems. And how do you solve a problem like that? It's everybody wants to be on top. Yeah. And that's why I say something like the best chance we have is that meteor or aliens. Because it's either if an alien shows up on our door at the end of the day, we're all going to die unless we pull our resources together. We may have a small chance. Because this person probably, you know, did a light year jump from across the universe, has technology that's way over our head, or a meteor that's going to end all of us. You know, it's yeah. either we do something together or we all die.
1: Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. But it's the thing is that I feel like okay, because a lot of these little militia groups come out of like, you know, necessity too. You know what I mean? Like, is somebody else taking advantage at the same time?
0: Yeah, like not all of them are not not all of them are necessarily bad. And yeah. you do, which is one of my favorite articles. Um, it's like the Taliban is providing safe passage for doctors in the area and doing their best to provide medical equipment. And then there's like gangs in Brazil that are literally beating up people who aren't respecting quarantine rules. Like, And then and then drug cartels in Mexico are donating supplies to people in their areas. Yeah, area but at, so the same, at, like, the, at the what same time, too, is like,
1: it's like they do those things. It's kind of like to like keep the community at peace with them. Yeah. But it's like do, they 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 do that to amend the ten thousand wrongs. You know what I mean? Yeah. At the same time, at the same time too, they they can give you supply. They give their people supplies, right? But mm-hmm. at the same time too, they have these mass graves being dug up of yeah. like people. You know. It's like I don't trust the like the little things that they do. You know what I mean? <laughs> Because it's always to like try to make themselves look good. Like, have you ever seen like like in the movies they they did this good like um you remember in the Godfather? Yeah. You remember, like, towards the end, when he was older, he tried to make himself look amazing. Yeah. You know, and it, he had, like, so much wrong. Like, yeah. Like, so much stuff on his hands. You know, it's like they do that. You oh, know? I, and, and,
0: and, I don't think they're doing it because I don't necessarily think they're doing it, you know, all because of the goodness of their heart. It's just interesting that, like, in these times, they do things like that. Like, people do come together. It does happen. They
1: do come together, but they also see opportunity. You know what I mean? They yeah. A, little, a chance. Like, right now, like, I'm thinking in my head, like, how many cyberattacks... Have happened since everybody's home. Yeah, right? You know, like that's one thing that's gone through my mind. Like when this first quarantine first started, when like everything, you know, I, I don't know if you know, it's like everything got a little bit slow because it couldn't handle, like, you know, certain servers couldn't handle the little, yeah. you know, and like think about that. Like from a hacker's point of view, right, that's a, an opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you just have to bring in a little bit more, like tons of data in. Yeah. You know, for the DDoS stack and you could shock the system and it gives you an opening. Really? You know, so yes, it does, sir. Interesting. It gives, it gives you a nice little opening to go in. It's like, these are the chance to take opportunity. Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, whether it's good opportunities or, like, to do bad things, good or bad things. Right. You know, so I don't, I always watch, and the thing with necessity with these people, like, in a lot of these smaller countries is that, think about it, the living standard there is really bad, you know what I mean? There's no jobs, there's no, like, the poverty rate is really high. Oh, yeah, it's garbage. You know, if a militia group dude comes here and he's like, hey, you, come here, I'll give you one cent to fight for me, you know what I mean? That's one cent more than you had before. Exactly. You know, so it's just, like, that's a big problem. And then I think as, like, the living standard and its tech starts to take over more, you know, people start to see more BS and, like, education, like, in different levels becomes more available, you know, with tech for free. You know what I mean? Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: and then also, like, as the living standard goes up, you know, you're not going to need to go and fight in Matumbo's war, you know, or fucking wars for whatever, like, you know, massacring people. You know what I mean? It's just, you don't have that necessity. Um, Then another thing, too, is, like, as that as the living center goes up you know it just improves everything for everybody you know people have like as pe- if people have jobs if everybody has like something to do mm-hmm. you know what i mean and they're like they have a home to go to you know what I oh, mean. Yeah. They're, they're less likely to commit like crime a lot of their like africa or like let's say in south america people just people just can't protect themselves like they just pulled in like, as a kid you know, and then just literally pulled in
2: yeah
1: you know it's like you're gonna do this or not you know what i mean and that also goes to maybe the family side like there's no like rock there because i come from like my half of me is like from Honduras. Mm-hmm. You know, and Honduras is like one of the highest murder rates in the world.
0: Yeah,
1: you know what I mean. And the thing was like the like why is my family hasn't been able, hasn't gone down to like the crime side is because like I think they're just so connected down there. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like a family unit, so it just it doesn't allow for that. You know what I mean? Like even when like war was like breaking out in the streets and like riots in the streets, like I think it was like a couple of years ago,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? Like they didn't even bother joining in on that death. You know what I mean? Because like they stayed home, they connected with each other. You know, there was that unit. Mm-hmm. we're still there you know that's that's that, that's what makes the difference you know what I
0: mean yeah
1: so yeah no more politics <laughs> <laughs> oh my God.
0: there'll be a future episodes just a politics spectacular I'm looking forward to that episode so much really who are you gonna, who you gonna have for that one I don't know I gotta find see I, I'm looking at three different potential candidates this is a little preview for all you listeners over there I'm looking at three different potential candidates three people agree with me on absolutely nothing so go I ahead. think it's going to make a great show filled with, not to hype it up or anything, you know, I would never do anything like that. But No, but I, that,
1: that's good though, like have opposing viewpoints, you know what I mean? Like everybody shoots their thing.
0: And, yeah, so I'm thinking know. of two different things that I might want to do uh, is I either would have to have a third person who moderates and we, me and somebody else would go at it. And talk about things and because there's disagreement there i think it would make for an entertaining show because we wouldn't agree with on anything and you know that kind of conflict drive stuff um so i think either that or it would just be me and another person talking i think i'd rather have a moderator but we'll see yeah. how that goes when that goes uh, but yes i'm excited and i got to propose it to these people wait you know what you
1: should do you should take what? like um, uh, people's like what do you mean you know like, like, you know, you put out, like, a, like on Instagram or, like, a Twitter or something, like that. you put out, like, a, ask people, like, a post, like, hey, send me questions or send me things that, I, that you want to hear us talk about.
0: Yeah, that's a good idea. I've been thinking of doing, like, that, you know, when I get more, a little bit more people uh, listening to the show to do audience, like, questions and, you know, I've also have different ideas for spinoff podcasts because I have a problem when I do one thing, I want to do 20 more things now. Just yeah. Because I'm just so excited about this. I have an idea for two more spinoff podcasts. And now the third one that we just talked about, which I think is a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's yeah, that's a good idea. I'm thinking of that. And then what are the just, podcasts you watch? Uh, I like my favorite podcast. I'll give you my four. Fa- Hello, Internet. Dear Hank and John. Pod Save the World and Pod Save America.
1: Okay. Or I like Tim Ferriss'
0: podcast. I like the uh, Joe Rogan podcast. I watch a lot of other
1: other mini ones here and there. Mm-hmm. The Tim Ferriss one, I like it, though, because, I, like, I, I like specifically when he does, like, fitness
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, episodes because, like, I get to learn from people, like, that are in the sector, right? So, like, a lot of,
0: like, these Olympic trainers. These, so, you so. like podcasts. That's good.
1: Yes. What that's do you think I, appeals to
0: you about podcasts? Just,
1: just hearing people talk. Just hearing people talk about, like, different things. Like, the, the reason I like the Rogan one so much is mm-hmm. because it just it just flows, man. It just Like, when he talks to somebody, it just flows, and you get to just see another side of somebody. You know, I like, get to see different viewpoints from, like, because he brings a bunch of people on that thing. A bunch of people that people that I've never even heard of or would have never even heard of.
0: <laughs> yeah, the Joe Broken one keeps getting recommended to me. I just haven't gotten to it yet.
1: No, it's it's really good. I like it. It's learning, you know, people's stories. You know, that's that's about it. Yeah, what I, I like, like
0: that. Um, there's a g- the good one you might be interested in. ID10T. Uh, ID10T. Yeah, it spells idiot uh, when you like spell it out. Yes, um, and it's hosted by Chris Hardwick. And he interviews mostly comedians, but he does actors. And he's had Neil deGrasse Tyson on there. He's had Bill Nye. He had a lot of people on there. Um, and I just love it because he's just he's so good at interviewing people and asking questions. I wanted to try audiobooks because yes, I'm not a person for some reason. I I want to make friends with somebody who's really into books because I want to get into books like there's so many books. Cause I listen to a lot of political and like economic and sort of like podcasts like that, and they recommend books. It sounds super interesting. Yeah, I want to know more about this subject. But I mean, dude, for some I got reason, you I just on... can't pick up a book and read it.
1: No, I, that happens to me too. But I got you. I, on depends on the book. But I got you on that because, dude, I, I have Audible. Mm-hmm. Um. So like, it, it's really good. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um. I I have some good books I could recommend to you. I have like a whole list of like um so i have like uh right now i'm on uh, how not to be wrong by oh. jordan ellenberg so basically about like how mathematics can help you in life really yes um i have business adventures which is like a whole like a bunch of stories from like wall street
2: yeah
1: uh i have security analysis by benjamin graham which it basically security analysis is cool because it actually gives you like an in-depth look of how to like analyze a stock you know what i mean like how do you know something's gonna be successful what are the numbers you know and everything
0: oh that's interesting uh yeah try audible then it's, they're always doing free trials so next yeah time and I they, and they give you like two
1: free books no two free yeah books with, something like that
0: yeah. and they Th- have
1: this podcast is book. not sponsored by audible guys
0: no i wish it was i'd like that money <laughs> 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 i also wish I mean, it was sponsored by big tech companies i'd like that money too <laughs> that'd be great <laughs> i mean dude i mean honestly um dude I, I mean i
1: see you see a bunch of youtubers with that like audible link thing yeah because they get something back trouble. from it no
0: yeah. Yeah, you get like a thirty day free trial and two free books, something like that. So, I mean, I listen to podcasts because I drive, you know, forty five minutes an hour to work sometimes, depending on traffic. So, yeah. I listen to podcasts because I'm in the car and I just it's perfect time to like learn things and you yeah. know, learn about things that are interesting. So, might as well. It could be the same thing for books. So, might as well try it. Well. You didn't think this was a serious podcast. We recommended books for you. We talked about <laughs> business. Look at that. People thinking this isn't we a serious podcast. We talked about bears. <laughs> we talked about bears. So wow. thank you, Michael, for being here. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Keep the feedback going. Maybe we'll open up to questions. We I do have my email in the link in the show descriptions and stuff. And... Thank you. Keep the feedback coming. I really appreciate listening. It means a lot to me to know that I'm putting something out there that somebody actually enjoys. I really appreciate that. So thank you for being here, Michael. And thank you to everybody. Stay safe. thank, Thank you for having me. Boom. Nope, I forgot to hit the stop button.